You know how fast you were going? What? How fast you were going? I don't know. Ten? Eight. Be advised, this is an explicit podcast, so if you're easily offended, get your panties twisted into a knot, turn this off before you get butt hurt and mad, start to cry, have to run to your safe space. All opinions are those of the host and his guest, and do not reflect the opinions of any government agency. Welcome to Motor Cop Chronicles Podcast. We host, as always, the Iceman. In the MCC studios, the clubhouse, and going back to an episode here, I'm by myself, no guests, nothing like that. We're just gonna tell uh, some stories from this past week, which uh, is a pretty full week. Uh, come for story wise, anyway, uh, more than the usual week. Most of them are. All funny. I don't think I, I, I stay away from the sad, so I don't believe I have any sad ones. But uh, we're going to do our best to make sure our episode comes out next Monday. Uh, Bam is leaving to go out of town for uh, a wedding. I'm not going, but she is the one that, of course, edits and downloads everything, which I do not know how to do. I do inform her that. My job is more important since I am the talent, but she tends to disagree with me on that all the time. So, let me get into this little first story here. This happened on uh, the 9th of this month. Me and the Tot have been out working. Uh, of course, writing tickets. Two separate times, I pulled over two separate people. So I'm feeling, feeling generous on this day. The first one I pulled over, I said, I don't remember how fast we was going, but uh, the particular location we were working at is a 45-mile-an-hour zone, and at one point when we were out there, we wouldn't even stop at them until they were hitting 70 and over, which is way over my 11-mile-an-hour limit, but there was just so many speeders. We just gave them that much. So I pull this person over, I get their information, and I was actually going to give them, they weren't doing, they were doing under 70, but I was actually going to, I had all intentions of giving them a warning, which is, you know, that 0.1% for me, the person was going to get a warning, I want to walk up and advise him, tell him why I pulled him over, the first thing out of this gentleman's mouth is, arguments. You sit here and argue, that wasn't me, this, that, that. Man, I shot you with a fucking laser. You know, had the beam on you. I know for 100% is you, but he's sitting there arguing, arguing. And I said, sir, if you would just shut your mouth for a minute, let me try to explain myself to you. We might be able to figure what's going on here. And he went to arguing again. 
I said, well, since you don't, you just refuse to shut up, won't even let me try to explain anything to you. I said, go ahead and give me your insurance and registration because I had only asked for his uh, driver's license. And I did inform him. I was like, I was going to give you a warning. But since you obviously want to want this ticket because you like to argue so much, you can take this ticket I'm getting ready to give you and you can come to court and argue with me there because we're not going to do it on the side of the road. So he won him a traffic prize, a driving prize, when he was going to get a slow down, sir, have a good day. Talked his way right into the fucking ticket. A couple stops later, pulled over a woman. I was going to give her a warning. And what did she do? Yep. First thing out of her fucking mouth. Arguing, arguing, arguing. I clocked her. Passing three vehicles. And she's going to say that. Tell me it wasn't her. I got speed. When I used the LIDAR. I tried to explain to her. But guess what? Nope. She'd rather hear herself talk. Than try to listen to reason. Because for some reason. Some people think that if they talk louder than me. Or try to talk over me. That by some miracle. Of the Jedi God somewheres that I'm just going to just, oh, you're right. I'm sorry. You are the wrong car. No, it's not going to work. All you can do is talk your way into a hole, which I didn't tell her she was going to get a break in and got a ticket. I just, I was just I'm like, fuck it. I just said, all right. Went back, wrote her her ticket. And have a good day. Here's your driving prize. You know, if you want to argue about it, come see me in court. I'm not scared. Because for some reason, I think I've discussed it before, some people think that when they say, well, I'm going to come to court and I'm going to bring my lawyer. Okay. See you there. I mean, but the word lawyer, to me anyway, and I think most law enforcement or cops, is not like on the Lion King when somebody says Boom Fossa and everybody, like the hyenas, back down and go, ooh, start shaking and stuff. It don't work like that. Bring your lawyer. I hope you do. Because you're going to pay a lawyer a minimum of $500 to come to court to fight a $185 or $200 traffic ticket. So then you have to take two days off work because you're going to do arraignment the first day and you got to come back for your trial on a separate day. So you're going to take two days off work, $500 for a lawyer. And what he's going to do is most likely he's going to go talk to the ADA talk them into changing it to a non-moving violation, come back to you, make you think that he just saved you a world of, he just did a great job for you because it's not going to go on your driving record now. And you know, you're still going to have to pay the fine, but it's not going to go on your record. I did a great job for you. Give me my $500. And they're going to pay you $200. And you know, it's two days of work. Guess what? You think you did something. I still fucking won. Even if, even by the sheer fact, which has only happened twice in 26 plus years, that we actually go to trial and you beat me. So, still cost you two days off of work. Still have to pay the lawyer. I get paid to go to court or I'm on duty, so I'm getting paid either way. I didn't have to miss any work. So, it, co- so it still cost you. Five hundred plus dollars, however much you lose in lost wages, to fight this maybe two hundred dollar ticket. I win anyway.
So that's that one. These two motherfuckers talked themselves into a ticket. The first one I let know he was getting away, but the second one, no. But yeah, just just be polite, be nice. I walk up to the car, I'm polite, I'm nice. And I treat people how they treat me. Then they wanted to act like stupid asses, no. I gave them a stupid ass prize. So that was that one. Now a little while later, this wasn't even my stop. I'm standing by the road with the LIDAR clocking, you know, checking vehicle speed. The Todd had pulled over this guy in this black piece of shit truck. And uh now you gotta understand that the tot does not does not write window tent tickets and shit like that. I he don't have a tent meter. I have a tent meter. And I'm sitting over now. I, I could hear the guy, you know, arguing stuff back and forth. Tot, you know, he was doing this a while too. He was just answering the guy. Well, the tot, I hear I hear him call me and I look over. He says, You got your tent meter? Well, I was like a, a, a dog in a field and hear something and my ears like popped up and turned and everything else. Cause I'm like, ooh, this dude must be being a, the super prick from hell because the tide don't fuck with tent. Well, <laughs> I looked at him and said, well, yes, I do. We had pulled a dude over, first of all, from doing 74 NA 45. I'm like, yes, I do. So I got it. I walked over and the dude and I looked at him and he's, Still bitching, you know, blah, blah. blah. Wasn't me. Y'all, y'all, why ain't y'all out there fighting real crime? Y'all just fucking with the working man. Blah, 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 blah. Shit we ain't ever heard a hundred motherfucking time. I looked at the guy. I said, Ken, I need you to roll your window down about halfway and stop for me. It don't roll down. Okay. Which is considered unsafe. And you can't even pass inspection in the state of Louisiana if your fucking windows don't roll down. So I said, there's got to be some window that rolls down in this truck. I said, the passenger roll down? Yeah. So I said, all right, I'll walk right there. I said, roll it halfway down. Well, I pulled the meter out. And of course, it has two test strips, which if anybody listening don't know, it's a, a strip that's tinted glass. It tells you the percentage on it, and you put it into the machine. And if the test strip says 50 and the machine says 50, it's working properly. Plus, it's got one that says 30. When I do this, I, I always show it. I'm like, this is the tent meter. Here's a test strip. You can see it says 30 on it. I slide it inside of it. The machine reads 30. I'm like, just showing you that it is working properly. So if they want to go to court with that or whatever, they, they can they have to lie because I showed them with their own two eyes that the machine's working properly. Well, I go to do this. I'm like, see, I, I don't give a shit. All right. So I slide it on the glass, tent meter. Shows up 4%. I holler over at the Todd. He's writing tickets. I says 4%. Well, Dickweed looks at me and says, hmm, that's not 4%. I paid for 5% tent, and I got the receipt for it. Okay, I looked at him. I said, that's great. I said, why don't you bring that to court with you when you come fight that ticket? Because dickweed is too stupid to realize that the legal tent on the passenger and driver's side windows of a vehicle in the state of Louisiana is 
which means 40% of the light can go through. So if you want to bring your little receipt saying you paid for 5% tent to court with you, please do. Please help me make my fucking case even better. And uh, like I said, this, this dude was just, uh, he, he was just fucking, he was bitching and hollering the whole entire fucking time. I did. I, I just I told I said I told Tyson I'm talking about him on the podcast. Calling this motherfucker was the prick from hell. Just a total fucking just moron. I mean, I don't know what I mean, I don't know if fucking something crawled up in his ass and died or, or what, but this dude So he ended up he's lucky he got the tot because Todd only wrote him three tickets. When he could arrest, well, actually, he was we, he was going fast enough we could arrest him if we wanted. But Todd only wrote him three tickets. I would have wrote him four because I'm gonna you you can act like that. I'm just gonna give you every motherfucking thing I possibly can and find on you at that point. And if he would acted properly, Todd would just wrote him one ticket. Now he's walking away with three, just because he's a prick. Well, that was uh, the asshole of the week for this fucking episode for sure and uh this man's name's uh the prick from hell just for getting pulled over for getting a speeding ticket around there fucking with the fucking with the working man or people don't realize more real criminals are fucking caught because of traffic stops and arrested fucking i believe if i'm not wrong i think ted's high ted bundy was uh, finally apprehended over a parking ticket. Traffic cops. Everybody wants to bitch about them. I hear some other podcasts. I listen to some of the people have on, not coast, but like guest sales. Like, you know, these detectives and stuff. Like, yeah, it's a traffic cop. You need to do that. Well, whatever. I've been doing this, like I said, been a cop for 27 years. With my reserve time and everything. I had the opportunity to get a detective several times. I was asked. Never wanted to. Never wanted to knit. I mean, that's why I got different divisions and different departments. So when I do hear some of these detectives or whatever, you know, blow smoke about traffic cops, I'm like, yeah, fuck them. Come do what I do. Come fucking get on a motorcycle as much as I do in the fucking hot and rain and cold and everything. Yeah, you're not going to do it. Keep your little tie on. You're not going to do what I do. So that was that. Mr. Prick from Hell. But we will. I'll give you an update on this that, that happened Friday, just this past Friday. Me and Top sitting under our, one of our favorite locations, a tree. We weren't even really running radar. It's Friday the thirteenth. We kind of looked at each other. Just, yeah, it's just not doing enough for getting no shit today. So we were just chilling, still slowing people down. Not writing no tickets though. Well, I think I was reading some news article on my phone or something. Uh, Heard the vehicle pull up, and I look. Who is it? The prick from hell. He done pulled the scenes pulled over, which I was surprised. Todd was surprised, too. He was actually looking like he was going to maybe have to shoot this motherfucker or something. Didn't know what the hell he was doing. Well, the guy pulls up, and he goes and starts apologizing to us. Todd's like, that's fine. He's like, you know, I didn't lose no sleep over you. You know, he goes, well, I just want to apologize. He said, then when I got home, you know, I, you know, I, I, I realized, you know, with the speed I was going, y'all could have actually arrested me. And, 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 and. Well, he, he did his little apology, like, all right, thank you, blah, blah, blah. He, he leaves. 
And Todd was like, well, man, you could come and apologize. I said, you didn't catch the line where he said when he got home he, and then he realized that we could have arrested him for that. I said he went home and started researching law shit because he was going to try to fight it in court when he realized, like, oh, shit, these motherfuckers were way nicer to me than what I thought they were. And, you know, got his sense about him and didn't want to come fight us in court. I said, now he's coming to apologize because... I ain't trying to get some leniency on this shit. So, but, but hey, if he was sincere, good for him. If he had acted like a decent person in the first place, he wouldn't have to apologize, period. You wouldn't have to. Wouldn't have to. Alrighty. A little brain uh, slip there. Forgot where I was at. Oh, that guy, I, forgot, I almost forgot, too. I hate going back, but, but the Mr. Prick from hell, he uh, looked at the tot when he you know went on his little spiel about signing the ticket. The guy says, well, what happens if I don't sign it? Well, you go to jail. That's what the tot told him. He said, well, you're going to go to jail. That's your own option. You sign it or go to jail. Well, when he said, when I heard him say, what happens if I don't sign it? Well, my head whipped around. I was like, ooh. Maybe I'm going to get to use my chemical spray on him or Tata's going to tase him. Because if we do have to bring him to jail, he's, you can tell he's not going to go peacefully. Well, he ended up signing it, of course. You know, he didn't go to jail. But I just wanted to throw that back in there because I almost forgot. But, yeah, he, he was one of those that, you know, he's going to come apologize next day. He's going to apologize. He thinks he's going to get some leniency on it. So, good for him. I bet his ass slows down now. Big time. All right, this uh, this was the next day, I believe. Yeah, it was on Tuesday. That was Monday. All that other stuff happened on Tuesday. Uh, yeah, we just we just been drinking some coffee, doing something. We just finished doing something. I don't remember. But we hit the radio keys up. Dispatch calls a a, a UP guy, uniform patrol guy, gives him a call saying us this civilian. It's called a four to five foot alligator on a river road area. Uh, Levy, Mississippi River and stuff like that. And uh, he he's caught it and now he needs help. So, you know, and Todd look at each other. We wasn't busy. So we, and cops are naturally curious, correct? So we drive over there. This, this, this civilian guy had, Lassoed, this he was about four, four and a half feet. It's not a giant gator. But probably going to kill you if he gets hold to you. But he's going to tear you up and hurt you really bad. But he had lassoed the alligator. And the rope had gotten part around his head and one of his legs. So he had him good. Well, he pulled him out of the road. The reason he did, he did lasso the gator was because the alligator was in the road, and he didn't want it to get run over. So he was out there, you know, being a you know a good guy. But so now we have this alligator that's got a rope all wrapped around it, and is extremely pissed off. It's hissing. It's doing a death roll. It's mad. So we all, me and Todd and the UP guy, we're all just kind of looking at each other. It's like, like you gonna jump on his back? Like they're like, no, I ain't jumping on his back. And I actually contemplated it through my head a little bit. And I'm thinking, I'm going to do this. I'm going to get bit by a damn alligator. I ain't never going to leave this shit down. So, 
thank God our luck was looking good that day. This other guy stops, a civilian. He said, y'all need some help? We're like, I don't even know how to catch gay. He said, well, he's a commercial fisherman. He, you know, crawfishes and stuff, all stuff in the swamp area for a living. We're like, sure. So he reached down. He got, you know, he jumped on his back and held him. Well, the alligator still has the rope. He's biting the rope. So we got to get the rope out the alligator's mouth. We don't want to hurt the, the alligator. So nobody else did. So I went over there and did it. Finally, you know, I'm going to I'm gonna tell you, my hand was pretty damn close to the alligator's mouth. And uh, we got the rope out. We got the rope off, rope off of the alligator. And uh, the fisherman guy held his mouth and head area. And I grabbed the other half of them. We brought them to the top of the levee. And this area, the other side was concreted. And we just kind of put them on there and slid them on down there. He got down there. He was hissing and shit, pissed off. He had moved around a whole lot. He wasn't hurt, but he was had worn himself out. He was tired as a motherfucker. So that was that. Uh, I think I got a picture of the little alligator or something like that. We'll try to get all that posted also when we release more traffic. I want to tell you, I, I meant to talk about this story last week. This little short one. I was talking to Hondo a couple of weeks back when we were working on uh, escort stuff together. And uh, we were talking about when he had, uh, got back from the military one time. and He was at another buddy's house and he had had too much to drink. And the other guy had a, has a, had a big, had a full-size bloodhound. If y'all don't know that, that it's that's a big dog. It's a hundred hundred pound plus dog. It, it, they bloodhounds are big, not basset hounds, bloodhounds. Well, Hondo passed out on the friend's couch. Well, he did get awakened. Not like he would want to be a, get woke up, or how I would want to be woke up. I couldn't imagine how anybody wanted to get woke up. The dog had got up on top of him, and he felt something on him. When he woke up, the dog had sat down like on Hondo's head, and the dog's nutsack was laying right in his face on top of his nose. So when he woke up, all he had was a, a big face full of dog nut in his face. So we, we still, when stories come up, we still pick on him about how, how this dog teabagged the shit out of him when he was plastered ass drunk. Moral of the story, don't get drunk when you pass out drunk when your friends have big-ass fucking dogs in the house because you may just get teabagged by a dog. He's lucky the dog wasn't horny and he woke up with that big son of a bitch humping him, humping him somehow or something with pink dog wiener on his ass. <laughs> but we still pick on him about that. Of course, I think it's the story I told her lately before about this is the same guy that you know was having sex with his girlfriend at the time and he had a cat and the cat decided to play you know speed bag with his uh testicles hondo has bad luck with house pets obviously he should make sure he locks the door make sure the dogs and cats are not in the room so yeah that was on tuesday with the the alligator. The little alligator's all safe and sound. Hope you used to grow up to be a big alligator. 
or he's going to be in somebody's sauce pecan pot, somebody's feet, or fried. Because alligator is delicious. Tastes good. I don't know if it's good for you, but it does taste good. I don't have alligator boots. I don't think I'd like alligator boots, I, but I fucking not, I'm a cop. I can't afford alligator boots. That shit's expensive as a motherfucker. All right, I'm going to take me a little short break, get dry mouth, and I will be right back. Stand by. We interrupt this program for an important announcement. Ladies and gentlemen. Are you standing by? A very important message is coming. Are you still standing by? We interrupt for this breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking news. There's a podcast that happens on Saturday night that you need to know about. All right, can I get out of serious mode? Let's go to Goofy. Okay. Make sure to listen to Louisiana Saturday Night. Robert and April are your hosts, and they talk a lot about current events. And occasionally they'll have a guest and include them on the conversation. It's raw, it's blunt, and explicit. (laughs) Well, if there is one thing I know, and that is I like dirty. Uh, Anyway... It's for anyone who wants to have fun and not take life so seriously. And God knows we need that these days. Robert and April on Louisiana Saturday Night. Check them out at louisianasaturdaynight.podbean.com. All right, and back a lot quicker for you than it is me, I'm sure. Y'all go check out Robert and April. With some good laughs. They talk about everything from uh, new stuff, political stuff, and all kinds of stuff. I think you'll enjoy it. They they do go live, I think, about every other Saturday on Facebook. If you uh, go follow them, you can watch them when they go live. So, let me get on to this story. This little synopsis on this one before I start. A little cliff note. Everybody knows I've been doing this shit a long time. I've never, ever, ever had this happen to me before in my life. And I told this guy that I was going to talk about him on my podcast. So let's get on with this story. My first ever story. And also, uh, I know you listen to Freebird. Listen up good. Because uh, you're going to be jealous of this one too. So. Alright. I pull this guy over. For doing 73. In a 60. Not bad. Only 13 over. Anyway, this guy, as soon as I light him up. This dude pulls. I mean, he pulls right over. Right the fuck over. Quickly. And stops. You got to stand. Most people. I'll, I'll put the lights on them. They don't pull over right away. In order to get on his shoulder, and they'll slow roll for a little bit. This dude went over, stopped. He did go to get out of the vehicle. I said, told him to stay in his vehicle, uh, just from where we were at for safety purposes. I don't want him to, have to take a chance getting run over. So I walk up, tell him why I pulled him over. You know, he's like, okay. And I said, are you a cop or something? He's like, no. Why? I said, well, you pulled right over. I said, usually when cops pull over like that. He's like, no. I said, uh, some kind of football coach or something. He had his jacket on with this high school football area 
team on it. It's like, no, just tell me he used to be. He retired. He was a, a, the announcer at the games or something like that. Which is, that's cool. You know, so he's getting me his information and stuff. And uh, I noticed on his back seat, he's got this big-ass stack of CDs. I must have had 15 or 20 or more of them on his back seat just stacked up. I looked down and I said, I said, dude, uh, you, you got your car's only like two years old. Why you got all these CDs? You have Bluetooth in your vehicle. He looks at me and says, my daughter tell you to pull me over? I'm like, uh, no. He said, are you sure? My daughter didn't tell Because I, I, what I'm taking is that his daughter fucks with him all the time about using CDs and just not Bluetooth and his shit to the uh, radio in his car. And uh, he said he had told me before that he retired that. And he said he worked for the state now, state of Louisiana. And he worked in, uh, in the insurance commissionary or part of it. And uh, I said, all right. He showed me his state ID. I'm like, oh, okay. I said, so it's your fault I pay so much for fucking insurance. Huh? And he's like, oh, no, 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 no. I, I don't work in that division. I said, I'm just messing with you. I'm just fucking with you. And uh, then he uh, he's telling me he apologizes for speeding. I'm like, yeah, it's not that big of a deal. Everybody speeds. And I'm like, He's like, look, he's a, my girlfriend, you know, she's got my head all fucked up. I said, what, she broke up with you? I mean, what the fuck's going on? He said, no, man. He said, he said, you've been sending me these fucking pictures all day. He shows me this picture. And it's a picture of this, this female, a woman. And she's just, it, well, it's, an, it's a woman bent over with thongs on. I'm like, hmm. Said, well, that's nice looking ass. He said, yeah, she's been sending us all day. Well, he shows me another picture, and you kind of see her looking over her shoulder. I was like, dude, I said, she looks like she's like 22 years old or something. He said, 25. Where this makes the difference at, this guy I'm talking to, he is 57 years old. His girlfriend's 25. Well, he shows me, he shows me all his pictures she sent that day. And, you know, I, like, I liked her tattoos, and she had nice breasts, and... Her lady parts down there were, were nice looking. I told him, oh, it's nice looking. So, you know, I seen all of his girlfriend in the nude. He's like, that's what my eyes messed up. She's been sending me this, you know, all day. And he said, I mean, he showed me the other one getting a race. I just, they're just asses, just, you know. I said, hey, she's got a nice ass. Yeah, I mean, you know. I said, I said dude, I said, kind of talked to him about talking about the podcast. Said, Let me tell you what. I said, I am going to let you go with a warning because you're, you're now known to me as the, the OG pimp. And I'm not going to write the OG pimp, the 57-year-old guy boning the 25-year-old girl a ticket. So if you do listen to it, OG, hey, send me an email or something. Uh, let me know you did. Uh, I just told him, I said, hey, buddy, I said, go get it. Uh, just go get a little bit slower for me. All right, once you get there in one piece. So, yeah, that was a first time for me. But, hey, I actually reached in there and fist bumped this guy. Let him know that, yeah, he is the OG pimp. And now from now on, that's his nickname, OG pimp. So, 
like I said, get in touch with me if you want to. I get you know, I gave you the email and I'll put it out at the end of the podcast again anyway. So that was my first time in uh Freebird. Hey, I got a naked call when I even went on the call. Jealous? I know you are. I know you are Freebird. <laughs> During the week, yeah, we're definitely gonna put this picture up. Uh, I went and responded to a crash, which uh, we we thought it it was, could have possibly been a fatality. Thank goodness the guy didn't die. They did have to call airmed out to airlift him to the hospital. It was a single vehicle crash, ran off the road for unknown reason, hit a hit a culvert extremely hard. The car actually did caught on fire a little bit underneath it, but thank God they had some local people working at a plant area that saw it and ran out there with some fire extinguishers and put it out. If not, it had been a whole different crash thing. This guy was pinned in and could not get out, and he would have burnt to death in this car. Somehow he had, like I said, front end was gone. He hit this culvert, dead center, uh, good rate of speed. You know, somehow, I don't know if he had a seatbelt on or what, but his legs were... He was almost like in a squatting position underneath the dashboard where it had been pushed up so he couldn't get out. They had to cut both the doors off the car and with the jaws of life and all that stuff. The fire department, you know, had to get out there and do their thing. He took a ride in the helicopter to the hospital. The thing is about this car, when I'm doing my part of the investigation now, I go to the passenger side and, uh, it's like a slide lock. This dude had taken like a, a lock that you would use to keep a screen door or a little small gate or something or anything like that closed. The kind of, you know, little latch slide where you got it and you part slides into the other part. He had this drilled into his car and that's what he was using to keep his passenger door closed. You can see what he had. Had been using duct tape on it before that, because you could see the marks of it. But yeah, th- this guy, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna put the picture up. This motherfucker had had a, had a gate lock holding this motherfucking car door closed. So doubt seriously doubt he had full coverage insurance on his vehicle. He had out of state plates, so, but I, I couldn't find insurance on it. But yeah, he it, it was this motherfucker had a gate lock holding his fucking car door. Closed. I said, I will post a picture. We'll put it up on Facebook and uh, Parler and our Twitter account. And if y'all want to, you need to go look at it. Because when I showed Bam now, she said, what the fuck is that? I'm like, that's the dude's door, car door lock. She thought I was fucking lying at first. But no, I wasn't. Now, I have had one a long time ago. I, I don't know if I don't think I, I might have a picture somewhere. I have to find it or whatever. Uh... <laughs> We pull this guy over and talking about doors and car. This motherfucker had written on his car door handle where you open the car door handle. He had, it was written in there like permanent Sharpie or something. And it said key goes here with the little arrow going to where the, you put the key in the car door. I'm like. If you're so fucking stupid, you need written instructions on where to put the damn key just to unlock the fucking door. I hope to God you're not driving that motherfucker. 
because Jesus Christ, right? I mean, it's bad enough nowadays. They got to fucking put warning labels on fucking like dish soap and Tide Pods and stuff, you know, do not eat. When I was growing up, we just kind of knew you don't eat shit that you wash your clothes with or, you know, you don't drink bleach, shit like that. But he had it. I, I might try to look it up. I think it's on an old phone or something. I might have something. I'll have to see if I can find it. If I can, I'll put it up. But yeah, this uh, this guy had, had that written on his car. I think Pedro and Hops might have been on that stop from the old department I used to work at. So that was, uh, people will do the, what, what them think people do the strangest thing? People will do the most fucked up things too. No. I usually don't do this a lot of times when I'm just by myself, but I'm going to talk about this little news story. I'm not going to read the whole entire article because I was, was earlier, and it's a, it's extremely long. This is on the uh, LET site. And, uh, let me see. Uh, Jenna Curran uh, wrote it November 10th of this year. Anyway, it's called uh, Minneapolis Council voted to abolish police are now they're now asking agencies to assist with the violent crime spike said so the same city council members that recently voted to abolish the entire Minneapolis Police Department is now considering bringing office bringing officers from other jurisdictions to help tackle the spike in violent crime and officer shortage okay we will Y'all voted to get rid of the fucking cops, right? Now y'all are bitching about the the crime. Said so, uh, the mayor and the city council, uh, they moved forward to approve the plan, and then officers from a uh, Hempton, Hempton, I guess, county or something, like Metro Transit Police, would temporarily work for the city. Said these additional officers would primarily help in responding to only violent 911 calls. Uh, John Elder, a spokesman for the Minneapolis Police, said that the officers would would form a joint enforcement team's jets, which the city has relied on in the past to particularly help in areas where violence was spiking. Said they're not going to have these guys, you know, out taking bicycle theft reports and shit like that. They to work the high crime areas. They said the city would then reimburse the sheriff's office and Metro Transit Police for the officers they supply. The total cost is an estimate to be somewhere around $497,000, which would be taken out of the city's contingency fund. Didn't you just cut the fucking police? Y'all voted to cut it. And, And that would only be for like a month. Or through the end of the year or something. So it's like a month and a half. And it's going to be almost half a million dollars. But y'all, y'all, wanted, y'all wanted less cops. You got less cops. So they're, they're barely able to cover the shifts that they have. And really can't allot additional police officers for on-duty shifts. So they got to vote it. They voted past it. And it's got to go through some other people. Blah, blah, blah. It says, uh... Around 20% of the officers have filed for duty disability in the department. Almost 200 officers have sought duty disability in order to leave the police department and went on 
She cites the reasons is post-traumatic stress disorder from the violent riots. Fifty of those officers were present on May 28th when the 3rd Precinct was overrun by rioters and burned to the ground. An attorney, Ron Muser, who handles mostly disabled disability claims for the Police Department Federation, said that 75 of those officers were placed under doctor's orders not to return to work as they went under, underwent treatment for symptoms that was consistent with the post-traumatic stress. So the, the cops that were at that precinct that burned down said they did not feel they were going to come home that night. Some officers were texting their families goodbye and others were saving a bullet in case they needed to take their own life rather than being beaten to death. Uh, see, that that's just it's fucking ridiculous. And they wonder and they wonder in Minneapolis. I right, said so this is a, a super long story. So they 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 usually supposed to the that police department requires seven hundred and thirty employees. You know. They don't have that amount anymore. So they uh ever since they did that voting shit, the city has since struggled to combat a wave of violent crime, recording an astounding seventy three homicides this year. They had they actually took I think like I think later on here it was like 1.1 million that they took out of the uh, police budget, and they started the name. Let me find the name of a civilian group they started with this money called the Violence Interrupters. And the only thing they're armed with is knowledge and tasked with identifying and mediating conflicts before they become violent. The intention of this. With, for that was to uh, actually stop the violence and stop the guns from being shot so that the police didn't even have to show up in the first place. These are grown folk. You think they need somebody telling them they shouldn't be doing this? And anyway, However, violence has continued to increase in the city that has already defunded its police and is seeking to slash police funding even more. You know, it also says as uh, it appears now that uh, that group they uh, worked have been put on hiatus. That um, they tried to uh, help between the police, telling people just listen to the police and go home, and that didn't work out well for them either because the the mob didn't like it. The violent interrupters. So yeah, they're armed with knowledge. I guarantee you they're gonna be. Uh, on them getting hurt when they get the shit beat out of them or shot at. Anyway, this this goes on. The main thing is, is Minneapolis politicians voted to defund the cops. We don't want cops. We want to abolish the police. They want them going. And now they're fucking bitching because their violence and homicide rate. What they thought it was going to be kumbaya on that motherfucker. Everybody's going to be running around in fucking little sundresses and fucking whatever and you know throwing flowers and daisies at each other uh no the bad guys know that the cops ain't coming and they're gonna do bad guy stuff i mean that's just common sense i don't know does it take a politician in minneapolis none of them have fucking common sense it don't really seem like it does it and if i was working one of these the other departments and they're like hey you want to go make some extra money and help them that uh, fuck that 
I'm not going to help them. I don't know which cops would go help them. Because obviously, if you're getting some shit over there, and something does have happen, and God forbid one of them has to pull a trigger on somebody, no matter what color they are, they have to pull a trigger on anybody, the fucking news media is going to make it look like you're, you know, Hitler reincarnated, and you were just out there hunting people wanting to kill them. That's what you put. You got dressed and said, ah, I'm going out to kill some motherfuckers today, even though you're not. So who's going to want to? I wouldn't. I'd be like, no, I ain't going fucking over. There. I wouldn't even be shopping in fucking that city if I lived in that area. Let's be, I'm be a cop and volunteering to go help them out for over. Nah, fuck them. Uh-uh. Nope, nope. They made the fucking, they, they made that big shit sandwich. They didn't start eating it themselves. You defunded your cops, and now you want to borrow cops from somewhere else? Ah, you got yourself in this shit sandwich. Figure it out. Send your violence interrupters out there. Send your little social workers out there. See how that shit's working out for you. So, anyway, that's a story. Just on a little rant there, didn't I? Can't help myself. Y'all ought to know that if you listen to me by now. But that's some stupid motherfuckers over there. Minneapolis uh, mayors and councilman alderman whatever the fuck they have yeah we defunded the police we abolished we would abolish them oh, oh, oh mr sheriff man over there could, could you please send us some police because these people are just shooting each other left and right and don't balance interrupters go out there and they just don't listen to them they're fucking duh i mean come on okay enough of that I'm trying to keep myself from going back at it can't help myself sometimes I just want to just jump right back over there into it. Anyway, let's go to another story. I think it's the last one. Getting close to the end, people. Hold on. Hadn't been that rough of a ride. This <laughs> this happened Thursday night, so it wasn't that long ago. I'm recording this Sunday evening, night, basically. Probably going to be, yeah, it's 6.39 Sunday, so by the time I finish this, it'll be getting dropped. So, you do listen to it tonight, you right off the hot off the press. Hot off hot off the internet wave, however that shit works. Well Saturday night, it's Friday. I mean not Saturday night, this was on Thursday night. It was fucking it was probably about six fifteen. Eighteen, fifteen hours. Got a car, seventy eight and sixty. Okay, I'm gonna pull him over. Pull out. I'm I'm in my unit because it's dark as you know, a coal miner's ass out there right now because of this great time change shit. Just the stupidest shit ever. They just need to leave it one way or another. Fucking dark, pitch ass black at five fucking thirty now. But I pull out, get behind them, turn on my red and blues, and most people slow down, put a blinker on them, and they're about to pull over or something. Well, nope, we're still going. He slowed down to like 60, which was the speed limit. I'm still behind him, so I activate my siren. And he speeds back up to 70. Okay. So I'm behind him for about a mile. I'm like, all right. Like, this guy's not going to fucking pull over. Because, I mean, even if you, in the area we were at, just very, very, you know, dark, nothing around. I'm like, People ought to know, you know, if you're worried, turn your flashers on, slow down, indicate to me that you do intend to stop, then I will know 
I know what you're doing because I've been doing this a long time, and most other cops will know too. Turn your flashes on and slow down. Even roll your window down and point up ahead. Oh, okay. They're just worried about the location. I will follow you with my lights on, of course, to a safer, better lit location if that makes you happy. No problems whatsoever. No issues with it. I totally understand. You don't speed up. He didn't do any of this stuff. So we're still going. So at this point, uh, keep Mike, call dispatch, let him know. I run the plate and uh, tell him I got one that's not stopping. Well, there's a female deputy that was working in the area. She said, when I keyed that Mike, and she heard me call dispatch, she heard them sirens in the background. She was like, oh, shit. Because I think my first chase I got into out there, the other one was a hell of a lot faster. So anyway, this I but I say I'm chasing him. Technically, I guess it is a chase. I mean, our top speed got up to seventy, and the speed went sixty. Anyway, that went on for I don't know. I'm gonna approximate it seven, eight miles. He finally, uh, we find he finally stops and stops at this gas station. Of course, you know I'm stop. You know, I I let dispatch know, hey, we stopped here. The female deputy was um, close. Uh, she was, um, I think she was maybe 30 seconds behind me after we got them stopped. What, if, if that long. I don't even know if it's on. I let dispatch know where we were at. Advised them to 1033 the net, which means uh, hold the dispatch channel for emergency traffic only, which would be me or anybody else on my scene in case I need it. That's all the other units know. If you need to talk on radio, go to the channel two or something like that anyway i did the whole filling stop on them you know put your hands out the windows open it you know with your left hand on the outside keep your hands up walk backwards yada 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 yelled, we were at the stores people came outside i yelled out and go back in the store because they would have been in my crossfire if something would have happened anyway the other deputy gets there i watch him she cuffs him we search him I cleared the car, made sure the woman was in there, and we put him in the back of her unit. We could smell the light odor of marijuana coming out. It wasn't real strong. You could tell you if he had some in there, it was very little, and or he had smoked some recently in there. We asked him. He's like, oh, I had no weed in there. I just smoked it. But uh, Anyway, we searched the vehicle. Well, I found some shake. In the console, big deal. I mean, just I mean, it is misdemeanor, but it's just, it's just bullshit. I'm not, I'm not doing that bullshit on some shake. Anyway, in the the passenger front seat, you know, on the back of the seat, they have them pockets built in where you can put, I don't know, whatever in them. Well, I'm digging through there, and I find an extended. Uh, pistol magazines, like one of them 60 rounders. I'm like, well, okay. So I told him, I said, hey, I got this big, you know, magazine right here. It's like, so where there's magazines, common sense, there's got to be a fucking gun somewhere, right? It's got to be a gun. Why would you just carry this big, long magazine around? So I go back, I call dispatch, you know, I wanted a CH criminal history run, you know. Well, they come back. He's a convicted felon. Hell, this motherfucker 
just got off of probation or parole, whichever one it was, I don't remember, just not even a whole year ago. Well, almost, but I mean, it was in, he just got off in somewhere in, in 2019. If it was a year, it was barely a year. For what? The same motherfucking thing. He's a convicted felon in possession of a firearm. Louisiana law, you can get up to 10 years, minimum of five, period. And he just been, I'm sure a judge is going to look at that and say, well, motherfucker needs to do hard time this time. I think they gave him a break on some probation last time. Anyway, I go to him and I'm like, I'm like, there, so where's the gun? Oh, is it good? I'm like, well, what's this for? All right. Motherfuckers either stupid or he just still high and fried his fucking brain small reading on smoke. So I go back and anyway, I, I look and I'm I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. I am like I said before, I'm not a narcotics guy. I'm not the, the I mean, I know how to search a car, but I don't know how to look, you know, for secret compartments and all that shit like that. I ain't been through any of that training. I mean, we even pulled the back seat out of it. Went through every little fucking past piece of shit trash in that trunk and stuff like that. If y'all don't know, most people that, that have shit in their car, like drugs or illegal guns or anything like that, there's a whole bunch of other shit in their car, just trash, just nastiness that's in their car. I think they do it on purpose because they know that we don't really want to have to dig through this shit because it's nasty. They have empty food containers. It's just gross. Anyway, I searched. The other female deputy, she searched. Her partner comes over. Well, he's looking too. You know, like we searched, but you need more than welcome to get there. He, well, he's looking, looking, looking. Uh, a trooper came out. We had him doing a uh, field sobriety on him. In case if he was intoxicated and the trooper wanted the DWI stat, I was going to give it to him. Just shit we did. And uh, the other deputy, other UP guy, he uh, he hollers, he done found a fucking gun in there. forty caliber, semi-auto. With with a full clip, none chambered, and you know had the big extended you know clip in the back magazine, however you want to call it. It was up underneath. Now I had yanked on this fucking part of the dashboard too. Believe it or not, when I was under there just checking see what's loose. It was underneath that you know, under the steering wheel. They got the plastic part of the dashboard, more cosmetic and stuff. Where he found uh two, because you just got them little plastic push things that hold shit up in there well he found they had a you could almost thumb it they had changed the the thing on it when you popped them open with your thumbs it just kind of opened up like a door downwards and it's a naturally occurring compartment but they made it more they made it accessible the gun was right up in there so mr man went to jail for convicted felon possession firearm few other traffic charges and stuff. The stupid part of the story is, is if he would have just pulled the fuck over because his plates were good, his driver's license was good, his paperwork in the car was good, he even had insurance on the car. If he would have just pulled the fuck over, I would have no grounds to search his vehicle for a gun, no suspicion of it unless he started reaching for something. I made a comment about the marijuana smell, most likely, yeah. But uh, I would have gave him a speeding ticket, and he would have been on his way home. Instead, he went to jail. 
He's probably still in jail if anybody hasn't posted up his bond yet because, you know, I mean, I'm sure it's felony. It's going to be at least 25000 unless the judge decides to lower it. Remember on other episodes, I think I talked about, you know, uh, I guess guilty conscience, making stupid decisions. Uh, somebody, what is that? I don't know if it's a girlfriend or sister. It's a female pulls up. Well, he called her while I was behind him. He's like, well, he was scared to stop in this location. I said, well, he just turned his flashes or something on. He'd been fine. Yeah, but he's scared of the police, too. I said, so he's so scared of it, he's going to run. Now he has police pointing guns at him while we're getting him out of the car, which is way fucking more dangerous than if he had just pulled over. And I explained to him, I said, if he had pulled over, he would have got a speeding ticket. He'd be at home eating freaking McDonald's right now or something. Instead, now he's sitting in a freaking cell. So she was really nice. I did. I instead of towing the vehicle, which I could have done, I went ahead and let her and uh, one of her family members come get the car, so it wouldn't cost them any more money. And that was because when she came up there, and I did speak to her, she was nice, she was polite, and she understood why we did what we had to do and why he was going to jail. She was not argumentative, and so, and so I, you know, if she had come up there being a total bitch or a cunt. I said, no, y'all ain't getting that car. Fuck y'all. I'm, I'm, I'd have it towed. But since she was a decent human being, I treated her back as a decent human being and not cost her family any more money that was already going to cost them. Uh, go back to the first two people I stopped with their fucking bad, nasty-ass attitudes. Yeah, well, that's what happens. All right, so that was my week this past week. Uh I hope y'all had good weeks. I do have another story, but I'm not telling it today because uh, I'm getting just a little long-winded in here. We will save that for this coming up next episode. I'll probably be recording early since Bam's got to go to a wedding in Tennessee. But uh, it was it, it police-related, but not me-related. It actually goes from an incident that happened with my in-laws, and we had to call the cops. So it's quite funny. I think it was funny. Bam thought it was funny. It was funny on what happened there. She's over there shaking her head. No, now she's shaking her ear. So, make her damn mind up. She's too busy playing her game. Anyway, oh, by the way, like I said, OG pimp, buddy, another fist knock to you. Be careful. Don't let that young girl put you in the hospital or nothing. Anyway, we're going to close this up. It's a good church session, I think. Pretty good. Uh, hey, like I said, if you you know anybody or or you are corrections officer, dispatcher, fireman, first responder, EMT, paramedic, cop, reserve, if like to be a guest, you know, we'll keep it anonymous. Shoot an email, hit us up on Facebook, anything like that. We'll talk on the phone or however and uh, see if you want to do it. Offer is out there. As usual, you can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Parlor Motor Crop Chronicles Podcast. On Twitter, at Motor C. Send us an email, stuff like that. Uh, or our email address, Motor Crop Chronicles Podcast at gmail.com. Oh, we are also on YouTube. She's shaking her head at me. Oh, we just got on YouTube. I'm not used to saying it. Excuse me.
Damn. These damn producers. Without me, she wouldn't even have a job right now. I think I might just cut her pay. Because I don't pay her nothing. But I might cut that down to minus nothing. I'm the talent, damn it. Anyway, <laughs> stop fucking around. Uh, glad y'all came to listen to uh, all the people that do listen to me and enjoy it. I appreciate y'all. Oh, loads. I can't even say how much. I'm glad y'all decided to listen to me. And uh, everybody, remember to always smile because the Iceman could always be behind you. Cranking up on the throttle This is how legends are made